Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, the podcast about anything and everything. Joined today by friend of the podcast, Sarah Lewis, who, when I first met you, it was Sarah Cole. But yeah. I guess it's not even really that recently married. It's been, what, like two years? Almost two years? Almost, yeah, a year and a half. Year and a half. It's nuts. Time flies crazily. Um, but yes, met uh, out in Los Angeles, and now you live where I grew up, which is in Chicago, um, which always has a special place in my heart. And you're arriving at just the right time because fall in Chicago is gorgeous, um, but the uh, the winter is soon to come. Is this going to be your first like experience with a, a true winter? Well, I've lived in uh, Virginia and Washington D.C., but I feel like even that doesn't even compare to like like I don't think I've experienced anything colder than negative five. Oh well, you are in for a treat then. There's I. Uh... Especially with the wind chill, because I mean it's right right on Lake Michigan, and you'll get a ton of wind. It's nuts. I hate it, but it's also great. Um, and you've got lots of great food to stay warm with, which is always oh yeah. Nice. Um, and so you did a little bit of a road trip before you got to Chicago. Um, so like, where all did you go? What'd you do? So we started in LA, and pretty much our plan was just to follow the one all the way up to the Canadian border, and stay off the beaten path as much as we could, and so we did. Um, we hit up, wow, gosh, one of my favorite places was Yachis in Oregon. I had never seen the Oregon coast before, and it was just beautiful. Like, the beaches were phenomenal, and uh, Port Angeles, I would have to say, was my favorite up um, by the Sound, up by Seattle. It was, I wish I could spend two weeks there. It was beautiful. And how long did the whole trip take? I think from door to door, nine days. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. we took our sweet time. Uh, about six hours of driving was about all we could take with two dogs in the car with us. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the dog companion is always, I uh, always throws off the schedule a little bit because you need to make, I mean... I have to go to the bathroom enough as it is, so I have to take the extended pee breaks too, but, um, you know, the dog ensures that you also have to stop every couple of hours. Was there, uh, was there any place that wasn't, um, you know, as, as great as you imagined or that you kind of got there and had like some good high hopes for it and then it was like, hmm, this isn't actually that good. Oh, um, well, we got stuck in really bad traffic in Berkeley. So that, like, completely derailed our plans of, like, any San Francisco time or, like, going over the bridge. Um, But mainly, I think we were just in love with everything that we saw because we took, like, the middle of nowhere. I mean, eastern Washington was a little, like, all right, I'm ready for this to be over. (laughs) And uh, the funny thing is we didn't realize that Sturgis was so close to Mount Rushmore and so we had planned to go a little bit out of the way and stay by Mount Rushmore and ended up scheduling it for like the Thursday before the Sturgis rally so we shared a lot of our time with Sturgis enthusiasts which was a really different experience not bad but just very different so (laughs) it was uh it was it was definitely a culture shock for us like they so it's always good to see a little uh, a little different side of things. And actually, our uh, this podcast's um, highest demographic is Eastern Washington. So oh, I'm glad you've okay. alienated um, 
most of our listeners. No, I'm I'm not sure if anyone from Eastern Washington listens, but if they if they did, they certainly don't anymore. So excellent job there. I scared them away. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you've been in Chicago for what about like two weeks now? More than that? Less? Um, I think we've been here for exactly a month. Oh my goodness. So, month and we're just total locals now. Nothing new to learn. Living right by the L. Yeah, which is amazing and will be very convenient when it does drop below negative five. I know. Isn't it nice to have public transportation? Oh my gosh. It's like, I've never been so happy to just like ditch my car somewhere and not, I mean, because we didn't have a car for several years in LA. Neither my husband nor I had a car and we took the bus system, which is adventurous in Los Angeles. Um, so taking the L is amazing. And if, if we could sell our car and make a profit on it right now, we would. But uh, unfortunately, we have to find street parking for it every day. Oh, yeah. God, street parking is the worst. I, I sympathize with you because I never had a car when I lived in LA and had lots oh, of yeah. lots of bus adventures. Um, I, I still do plan to combine them into some sort of ebook, or maybe I'll throw it in with my, my other short stories and some sort of compilation, but there were, yeah, there were some experiences, and then I went back to visit my sister one time and had to take the bus um, downtown, and a woman, no idea why, just started, like, beating up this guy, and we were, like, she was, like, slamming his face into the window and everything, and I was like, this is, like, what could he have possibly done that escalated this, like, so quickly, and then the bus driver kicked her off the bus, like, which I feel is like a pretty standard reaction. But then the people at the front of the bus are like, no, keep her on. Like, make sure she stays so the cops can come and, like, arrest her. Like, don't just let her walk away scot-free. And then she was just going to start walking away, but then she, like, turned back to yell something at the bus. And during that time, uh, some police officers came and were able to at least uh, simmer her down a little bit. I don't know what became of her, but I know I was late to getting where I needed to go because our bus... I, I think our bus had to stay there, actually, to become, like, a, a witness, um, a character witness. And then so I had to get off and get on another bus and love it. It's wonderful. And I'm sure oh, you'll, you've run into similar experiences, although that's, I feel like that's true of any public transportation. You get, you get some characters. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> although I took the uh, morning commute bus at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, so a little bit less violent. Uh, still some interesting stories, but uh, a little bit less violent. <laughs> Morning commute people—they're just too tired to start beating on, beating on anyone. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's as long as you can avoid physical violence. I think it's a it's a successful ride. So are you by the red line or, or a different one? Because that's my favorite. The red line? Oh, it is not my favorite. Oh. I we're by the brown line. The red line. I feel like I have to like use like self-defense techniques to like get in there in the morning and then like get home in the afternoon like you just have to like fight your way in and like push bodies out of the way every time you get on it oh yeah i mean it's always it's always packed um like starting i shouldn't say favorite i should say just more more tried and true um because growing up in skokie you take the yellow line and then you can get on either the red or the purple um, once you get to Howard, and the purple is, you know, not going half the time. It's only the uh, the express hour. So the red line was was nice and uh, 
lengthy. And yeah, if there was ever, um, I was downtown one time um, for a, a focus study on different sodas and beverages, or I should say pop being a Midwesterner, um, which I think it was, I'm, I'm sure it was like Coke running it because everything just tasted like Coke or like variants of Coke. Um, and this is at like 9 a.m. in the morning when we're sampling these things, which is not pleasant. Like that's not a taste that you want. Um, all of that. Uh, and um, <laughs> the uh, the way back, it was the day of the um, Blackhawks. They, I think it was 2010 when they won. It was the first Stanley Cup they won. And so um, traveling back home for that was awful because not only were the Blackhawks like celebrating downtown, so everyone was like down for that. There was also a Cubs game in the afternoon, so it was just like literally everyone. And like it stopped at Addison, which is where the Cubs play, right next to each other. Like the train's going like, you know, in each direction. And I just look over and I see that one is also as crowded. And I'm like, okay, at least like both ways it's miserable and I'm just not catching like the one one side of bad traffic. So yeah, you get you get to to know some people pretty uh, pretty well on the trains, which some people might like. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's part of my childhood, so gotta embrace it. Yeah, yeah, you you can make friends. I've seen people make love connections on public transportation. Not for me, but it works for some people. <laughs> well, there you go. That's all. That's a new. That's a new story right there. Is you know, I met my my significant other on the train, and then there's got there's got to be some case study for that, I guess. Maybe not. I don't know. So you're you're in Chicago for law school. Um, have yeah. you have you begun yet, or do you still have some time to to relax before school starts? I know some of these school systems start like the end of September, which is both great and awful because then in the summer you're still in school, and that's terrible. So I am just finishing week two, and be, of course, like before uh, school started, we had orientation activities as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm about three weeks in. Okay. So still smiling, still alive, <laughs> still good. <laughs> um, I definitely have paid more for books than I have in my entire life for anything like uh, a friend of mine was saying, like, be careful on the L because, you know, like, there's been some muggings and uh, our campus is downtown. So, you know, if someone ever, like, tries to mug you, just give them everything. Like, don't fight them. Just give them. And I'm like, I don't want to give them my backpack. That's like $800 worth of books in there. Like, that's my whole life. I don't want to give that up. Like, I'll give them my iPhone. I'll give them my laptop and just don't take my books. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you could work out a trade. Like, I, I doubt people are going to want law books, but who knows? I mean, maybe it's a, you know, another student that just, because those books are expensive. And I always remember, like, freshman year, I feel like I got books all the time before I even, like, started the class. Yeah. And then you just learn. It's like half the time the professor's like, yeah, you don't really need the book. Like, save your money. And then you try and return it. It's like, oh, you've had this for a day. I'm sorry. It's only $12 now that we can yeah. give you back. And that's just the saddest because those... its value had suddenly decreased by 75 percent. I know it's like the only thing hours. worse than a car when you buy even if you buy the book used it's still you know hundreds of dollars and I tried to uh, I remember I sold one book to um, a 
I don't even know how I... Maybe I just posted on Craigslist or something. I was like, does anyone want these free books? Or not free, <laughs> but like these like three like science books. And one girl was like, oh, I'm actually taking like this, you know, this one class. So like, I'd love to get it for you. And we agreed on like, I think like on $80 or something. Because I had paid like 150 for it. I'm like, I'm getting like half back. That's fine. And then I get there and she's like, so 50, right? And I was like, no, I'm like Uh-oh. 80. What, what we actually agreed to. Let's... Let's not, uh, you know, take back our word here. And she's like, okay, fine. <laughs> she's like, I just figured I'd ask. I'm like, no. That probably works with some people, but move along. Get yeah, out. Yeah, and unfortunately, we have to use our books in, in law school. I was the same in undergrad. I was like, I'll buy the old edition. I'll go to the library and make photocopies. Like, I'm not buying this book. But yeah, unfortunately, need the book in law school. That makes sense. Are you, uh, have you set on a, a specific kind of law, or are you still kind of general for now? Right now, I'm general. I'm doing a dual degree program with a Master of Public Policy as well, mm-hmm. so, um, but in the first year, you take, everyone that goes to law school pretty much takes the same first year, no matter where you go or what you study, so, yeah, first year is pretty general, and then year two pressures on to uh, <laughs> make choice. <laughs> so you've got, like, a full year you can yeah nine months nine months of complacency excellent and then the pressure's on excellent that's i mean that's plenty of time and we'll we'll check back in in nine months and force (laughs) you to make a decision if you haven't already live on the podcast (laughs) yes make other people decide for me that seems like the best way to do it i'll just like present my various like strengths and weaknesses and then podcast audience can decide Go. Well, there you go. Let's get let's get a couple strengths. What do you got? Oh, really? <laughs> right now, this is turning into a job interview. It's ten o'clock in the morning. All right, you want to hear my standard answer? Yes. My standard answer is that I'm a very creative and um, detail oriented thinker. So I'm a creative problem solver. That's usually my like go to job interview phrase. Then do they try to um, ask you one of those, like, awkward SAT math questions and see if you can create a... Or not even math, I guess that would be more of, like, the English, where it's like, you know, Jim is older than Greg, but also runs track, so, like, which one will win the race? And What kind of <laughs> interviews do you go on? Oh, I've, I mean, I've never had anything like that. I did get... One of my favorite interview questions um, was what your favorite swear word is. And it, like, it threw me off for a second, because I was like, I thought he said swear word, but then I'm like, I don't know if he asked that. And then he's like, no, swear word. And so I believe I went with poppycock as my answer. Um, of course. Because I, yeah, I like I liked the, like, older swears, and I figured I'd also try and stand out a little bit. Um, and he was like, do you really use that? And I was like, yeah, like, pretty often I'll tell someone what they're saying is poppycock. And I don't know if I actually do use it that often, but I've... I've sprinkled it into a couple conversations i think that's good enough so what is your favorite swear word that's our interview question can i like say it on the podcast is there like or will you have to like label it explicit i don't think so i think because you get um i mean with cds you get up to 10 swears i think right before you have to Oh, really that's the math i don't know i i read that somewhere but i feel like some cds too are like extremely vulgar and don't have it and then one has like one f-bomb and it's like oh parental advisory and i'm like so i don't know but if it's if the fcc comes after you can just say you read it somewhere that you had up to 10 exactly yeah before you had to label it 
Exactly. I, I like bullshit. Nice. Like, that is bullshit. So, completely unoriginal and lack of creative thinking <laughs> there, but uh, <laughs> that's my go-to swear word. <laughs> Excellent. But, yeah, he told me that, because um, I asked him what his favorite response was, and he said that one woman said just shit was her favorite. Um, and he was like, she just got really in-depth in it. Like, you can, like, emphasize the T in, like, certain <laughs> situations, and then other times, like, you say it when you stub your toe, but you say it if someone's, like, full of it and everything. And I was like, she had thought that out. Like, she must have been asked that before, or else it's just very, just swears a lot. And No, that's, that's my grandfather's go-to swear word, and he's from Boston, and he's like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like I can't do it correctly, but it's always in threes. It's not once; <laughs> it's three times at least. Sometimes more, but never less than three. <laughs> That's amazing. And now I think we've u- used up our our ten swears. Maybe I don't We're know. The well, I'll I'll check back in the tape. Maybe I can just bleep everything. Like I, we'll bleep your favorite word, and we'll just let people guess and see <laughs> what they can do. Fix it in post. They'll win a prize if they win it correct, if they guess it correctly. Exactly. They'll get to pick what you uh, focus in in law school. That can be... (laughs) (laughs) And we'll throw in in some recipes as well, which we can uh, segue, if you'd like, to that um, with... uh, You have a blog, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I started a blog... um, my undergraduate degree is in nutrition, and so friends and family had always been uh, asking me to like share my recipes because I cook a lot, and I um, I really believe that like that's the best way to work with someone that wants to improve their diet or uh, wants to live a healthier lifestyle is to cook with them. And um, so I started a blog called Casita by the Sea. Um, it started right after uh, Stephen and I got engaged, and we moved into a little studio apartment just right above the Venice Beach boardwalk in Los Angeles. Aww. And so, yeah, it, it started as a way to share recipes from uh, our kitchen and just... Um, design project inside our house. As you can see in the background here, we're trying I'm trying to recreate it with uh, painting the walls this lovely <laughs> greenish blue. But um which I'll be posting about on the blog in a few weeks or so. Excellent. So. It does look very very picturesque. I mean I'm sure this is great audio for the the people who aren't gonna see um See yeah, sorry home, guys, but... I'll have to wait till it comes out on the blog. Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent <laughs> teaser. I like it. Well, <laughs> way to get them wanting more. That's always good. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it's nice because it's like the little the little sofa and the other sofa, or maybe that's a chair. It is. It's, so it's we... like brownish, like it's sand colored. It's nice. Are, we were very lucky. We Apparently, we have a lot of friends from Chicago, which is awesome because people in Chicago are really cool and really nice. And Correct. so, shout out to our friend Steve, who uh, he had a storage unit from like way back in the day when he lived here, and he needed to clean it out right as we were moving here. So he met us here in Chicago, and 
he packed up what he wanted and he gave us a few of his pieces, <laughs> which was helpful because our stuff still hasn't arrived. <laughs> oh, so no. we're still living off of our camping stuff. Um, so he gifted us this wonderful comfy chair and uh, Craigslist helped with the rest. So, yeah. Excellent. And that's a nice little primer if I, anyone is moving. That's how you get your things. Do you know when your when your stuff is supposed to arrive, or is it is it still TBD? <laughs> so apparently, it is waiting for. So we did one of those. Um, like we didn't use the name brand Pod, but it's like one of those Pod things mm. because we priced out the mileage in gas from LA to Chicago. It costs the exact same as to do a Pod. So we're like. We don't want to drive a U-Haul. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, we put everything in the pod, and supposedly it's waiting for us, and we just have to go pick it up um, on Saturday. So supposedly hmm. it is here in Chicago, and we just have to go pick it up. So hmm. hopefully this weekend everything will be in and up, and it'll start to feel a little bit more like home. That's true. I just also... Um recently moved in with my girlfriend and we're still in the unpacking process it's been like probably like five or six weeks now and it's just it's it's remarkable like how much you have and i got rid of a lot of stuff too when we were like packing to move i'm just like i don't need this like box of i don't i don't even know what i had i had a lot of lunch boxes from various <laughs> like free you know free things that people i guess give away lunch boxes at like conventions and exhibitions and events and things and I just had like you know a lot of stuff in there and I'm like you know I didn't use this in the two years that I lived in my last place I probably don't need it so it sneaks up on you like all the all the little things you're like I don't you know we lived in 400 square feet in Venice and it was like how did we put this much stuff in here because this we were like you we got rid of a lot of stuff and it still just took up so much space and then when you move in with someone like you did, you're, like, trying to, like, merge everything together and deciding, like, okay, we have, like, two of this. Who has the best one? And then, like, the other one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the way it works with you guys, but uh, making assumptions there. I mean, I have more clothes than she does, which is probably um, a bad sign um, for my... <laughs> my hoarding abilities i guess or a great sign is i'm great at hoarding but i like i thought the the free clothes would like slow down after college but i found you know i'm like five years out of time yeah like people just give out free shirts like all the time and i'll always take them i'm like oh it's a free shirt i'll wear it and then i'm like just anywhere i mean south by southwest is down here you just like walk around anywhere people are giving out shirts and I, I I joined a basketball league, and I the they provide jerseys for you, but the commissioner was supposed to um, iron on a number on mine, and he never did. So he's like, "Here's a free shirt to like make up for it." And I was like, "All right, I'll take it." Every every sports league I've ever played in gives you a shirt. At least in Austin, gives you like a free shirt to like show you're on that team. So I have like twelve different Austin sports and social shirts, um, and it's just. And they alter them just a little bit. So, like, we were pink this past season, and we had a pink shirt earlier, um, like, two years ago, but they've changed it a little bit, so it's, like, you can't wear... You know, I couldn't be like, oh, I don't have to wash this this week. I can wear this other one. But 
I digress. No, I don't like doing work. laundry either. I think maybe that's the ultimate goal is to just have enough clothes that I only have to do like one load of laundry a year. But <laughs> you know, I I do like the the idea of like having enough like like underwear so you don't have to do laundry for two weeks. Like I think that that should always be like a bare minimum. Like that should be your benchmark right there. Is like not having to do laundry for two weeks at least. Yeah. I think I I think I'm safe with that. Although with with Franksy eating the occasional pear, it's always it's always a crapshoot. I was just really excited. We went there's a um so about like forty minutes um maybe thirty minutes south uh, is San Marcos, and um, they have the San Marcos Outlet Mall, which someone told me is the biggest attraction in all of Texas. Oh. Um, which I you know seeing how crowded it was on like a we went at like nighttime. Um, you know, which is, is also kind of fun going to an outlet mall with like two hours before everything closes. Cause you're so much more efficient. Like if you go during the day, you're like, I can spend 45 minutes in this like tiny boutique store, but here we're like, no, it's like eight minutes tops at each one. Like if the line's too long, like we can't wait in it. You know? Yeah. And so, um, one of the places was uh, a sock store. It was a gold toe store. And having large feet means it's difficult to find socks that fit. And this place had, like, crazy sales going on. It was like, I had a, a, they have an app for the whole outlet mall, and, like, most of the stores have coupons on it. So it was, like, 25% off your order plus, like, buy three, get one free. And I didn't even realize. I just came up with, like, three packs of, like, four socks. I'm like, this is plenty. And then she was like, oh, you get a fourth one free. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And so I, like, found another pair. So I've got... Dress socks for days now, which is wonderful. You're set for the next year. You're good. I know. I ne- like. I barely have to wash again. I still have like twelve of them that I haven't worn, and this just so many. It's remarkable. My goodness. Oh. Daisy loves stinky socks. Like she's not an underwear dog. She's a stinky sock dog. So like, um, we have to keep our sock supply like pretty fresh because she destroys them. Yeah, I feel like dogs are attracted to like sweat, which is yeah. um, both disgusting Gross. but kind of kind of silly, um, but more so disgusting. And then of course the the smell can cling to them. I don't know. How often do you bathe your dogs? Um. Well, I read online, um, which is very scientific, uh, that you should only bathe them like like you shouldn't. I'm sorry. You shouldn't bathe them more than once in, like, 10 to 14 days. So we pretty much, like, give them a bath, like, once a month. But then if it's, like, gnarly outside or the dog park is particularly nasty, then more often. It's still, it's probably more than I do. But we should. We probably still smell like dog people. Like, I, I wonder how much I'm no blind to really wonder yeah i agree it's like you just like if i can smell her then i'm like this must be like really bad like this must be quite offensive to everyone else but what must my coworkers think (laughs) a lot of them have dogs too so they're fine we had a we had a puppies and pudding party one day actually for a, a birthday celebration so everyone brought in their dogs and everyone else at least at the time, who brought in their dogs has, like, a fairly large dog. Like, the smallest one is probably, like, 40 pounds. And 
Franksy is like the one, you know, she's like 15 pounds oh. on a heavy day. Um, and she was, she was like, she was holding her own. She was like snarling at some of them because she doesn't like other dogs generally um, unless they are like really relaxed large dogs. Um, small dogs she like won't even look at. Like she know, she'll, they'll like be barking at her and she'll just kind of like roll her eyes at them. Like, yeah, like, what are you even doing? But then like a big dog comes and she's like, oh, let me at him, let me at him. Which I guess is, is true of most small dogs, but. But I think that's a, a, a wiener dog thing because so when they told us that uh, Daisy is probably like Beagle, wiener dog, and Chihuahua, mm-hmm. when we took her for like, puppy behavioral training, like, her, uh, her trainer was like, oh, I feel sorry for you, like, <laughs> you have a, a wiener dog and a beagle and a chihuahua all mixed up in one, and she would call her the little lemon brain because she's so stubborn, she's, like, really hard to train, like, these breeds of dogs individually, so hopefully, like, the combination of the three will help you. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed, <laughs> Get the best parts of one and lose the worst parts of the other. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the goal. Um, so as my uh, stomach starts to rumble a little bit because I only had a bowl of cereal for breakfast and that was a while ago, um, it's a perfect segue into the top three. I uh, will go back to your your fantastic recipe making, or I should say cooking, I guess. Uh, uh, what? So what are your top three recipes, like favorite either to make or that have gotten, like, the best reception when you have other people try them? So my go-to for, like, uh, I just got home from class or work, and I'm like, I just need something good to eat and do it quickly, no mess, no frills, Uh, veggie tacos. So cast iron skillet usually involves zucchini and corn and maybe a few other veggies. And rice, tomatillo, salsa, maybe some goat cheese. There's some manchego. And, uh, yeah, veggie tacos is definitely, like, a number one recipe in my kitchen. (laughs) Also because you can easily turn it into a breakfast burrito the next morning with some scrambled eggs. Very nice. So uh, it's a, a really, if you're, if you're feeling a little lazy, that's a good go-to recipe um and then another one of my favorites is uh and this so the veggie taco recipe i don't i don't think i have any of those up on the blog but one of the most popular and one of like my favorite recipes in this past year has been um this quiche with a uh, potato crust so you slice up a potato so that like the discs are really thin, and then you lay it out in uh, a pie crust, trying to like cover as much surface area as you can, and then you pour the egg mixture over it. And so there isn't like a pie crust for your quiche; it's a potato crust. I love this recipe because it's like really savory and like, which I much prefer. I'm not much a sweet tooth person. Like I like salty and savory. And so that one's up on the blog. I think the uh, recipe is for like a sweet pepper quiche with a sage potato crust. Mm-hmm. I think 
I do a lot of different variations of it. Mostly in my kitchen, it's not like, I don't really measure things out unless I'm baking. It's like, what's in the fridge? <laughs> do I have to peel it? Can I just chop it up really quickly? Um, and then one of my favorite things to eat during the summer, not I was never really a big fan of like figs. Like I never understood the fig newtons. Like, that was just weird to me. Like, you bite into it and it sticks to the top of your mouth. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of a weird cookie, I guess, or bar. Um, but I took this class at uh, the Gorman Day School, which is in Santa Monica. And it's called Follow That Chef, and they do it every month, I think, where it's a free class. You walk with the chef through the farmer's market, and the chef talks about how they buy, what they buy, and how they put flavors together, which farmers they really like. And um, this one chef, Pascal Beal, she has just wonderful cookbooks, and one of my favorites is Salad. It's totally mispronouncing it. It's salad in French. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you want to go on Amazon and check it out, uh, Salad. <laughs> French. There's an E at the end. Um, my pronunciation's not going to help you. But she has French this a. recipe. <laughs> she has this recipe in there. Um, it's a tomato and fig salad. and But it's not like a, oh, you just throw a bunch of lettuce leaves in a bowl and then like some roots or something in there. She like slices and she uses heirloom tomatoes. So she slices the tomatoes, slices the figs, and then kind of staggers them in, like, a, a circle. And then in between has um, basil leaves and mozzarella, and then she dribbles um, olive oil and, um, and usually some kind of vinegar, and then, like, maybe some salt and pepper and some chives, maybe a few more, like, finely diced herbs. She uses a lot of fresh herbs in her recipes, which I think is always a good choice. <laughs> um, and that's one of my favorite things to eat on a hot summer day, When, especially, like, in Southern California. Like, we didn't have air conditioning. We didn't, when we lived by the beach, you just open up the windows, turn on the fans. But on really hot days, that sucks. I wish you had air conditioning. And that was one of my recipes for those days. Just her tomato and fig salad. That one didn't come from me, but it's one of my favorites. And if you um, come to my house for dinner or for brunch during the summer, I'll most likely serve it to you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, those are my top three. Excellent. And now I wish I had any of those ingredients. Um, I think I've mostly just got like a mixed salad, a lot of greens, <laughs> a lot of greens and some chicken, and that's... I mean, that's a, that's a basic, like, you know, fresh out of college dish, I guess, is throw some, throw some chicken in the oven, let it bake. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty typical uh, American diet of someone your age. Know, it's pretty delightful. We've got, we've got some, like, enchilada and turkey chili oh. mixing, makings, too, but that's always, I mean, enchiladas aren't too bad to make, but the turkey chili is more of a... I feel like a weekend thing just because it's like it needs a lot of time to sit and everything so we make it work one day or one way or another we make it work 
You didn't want Alicia's, like, what does she make? Like a five alarm chili oh, or something goodness, like that? Oh, goodness, no. No, <laughs> I never understood. Yeah, I never understood the chili that's, like, just supposed to be spicy. It's like, how can I knock your tongue out? Um, You're going to start the beef with Alicia. That's the only chili that she makes. Well, well, we'll put a disclaimer for her to not listen to this part at the, like... Sorry, Alicia! Yeah, at the, like, 35-minute mark. Well, or 40 minutes. I don't even know. I don't know when we started. Who knows? It's good times. Um, but, yes, that's all That's all I've got on my plate. Look at that uh, pun wordplay all over the place. It's wonderful. Um, so where where can we find you besides uh, Casita by the Sea? Yes. Is like, okay, so that's the blog. And then are you on all the, the social medias and everything? Yes. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all just Casita by the Sea, one word. Um, more active on Instagram than anything else because I love pictures. I love visuals. So, yeah. Always good. Always fantastic. So check all of that out. Get your appetites ready and don't eat your phone, which I have been <laughs> tempted to do sometimes seeing some stuff. But... <laughs> we'll refrain. But Sarah, thank you so much for for chatting a little bit. And uh, yeah, thanks, Joey. Best of luck with law school and and the uh, the new casita by the sea in Chicago by the lake. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was great catching up. Yeah, for sure. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, why does the son not need to go to college? Because he's already got so many degrees. Get after it today, people.